previously on My Best Friend's Journal. I would have loved gay siblings. How fun would that have been to have, like, gay pals growing up? <laughs> All I can think about is the tragedy that would have ensued in my uh, house. Yeah. <laughs> we've never really dived into your hole. Remind us, it'll come up. Don't ever say dive into my hole. On this. <laughs> you were making a real reputation for yourself in this cast. I mean, not to sex shame you. I'm glad you were feeling sex positive. But you were hooking up actively with your roommate and having a threesome with some guy. So you were, yeah, just making a little name for yourself before you even got on the ship. Actually, no, though, because nobody um, in my cast knew about my roommate and I. Jay came yesterday. Is she the new G1? Yes, and... Um, she is double the age of the old one. Man, she couldn't hold a tune in a bucket. I was going to do a bad Argentinian accent. He used to get really offended. <laughs> Great. So do it here by all means. That was his self-conscious thing. So maybe I should avoid making fun. Eh, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've learned nothing. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're going to take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this name a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast <laughs> that was some ASMR shit. The new podcast. I'm just, just going to make <laughs> tiny mouth sounds. No, stop it. Lest people stop listening. Hi, Mikey. Oh, Mikey. <laughs> How cute is that? Much cuter than I actually am. <laughs> How are you, boo? I'm I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. It was, it was Father's Day. Oh, happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Blank stare. Happy Father's Day to me and my children. I love Father's Day. It's my favorite holiday. <laughs> yeah, we have that in common. Yeah, I threw a big parade for my dad. Because <laughs> you're so close. <laughs> Just kidding. Didn't do any, Didn't even call. No contact. Um, I don't like Father's Day. I feel like Father's Day is akin to like straight pride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like White History Month. Uh-huh. It's when, it's when like, cis white straight men are like, what, what about me? I feel like that's my cis white straight man. Um, <laughs> I feel like Mother's Day probably happened, and like all the guys were like, oh, oh of course, we're just celebrating women. <laughs> well, this is amazing. All the guys just get shit on all the time. You know what I mean? Just complaining. And then we got a Father's Day. I totally understand what you're saying. However, based on nothing but anecdotal evidence and just my understanding of history, based I, on nothing, just your opinion, just <laughs> my opinion, I would. Put $10 on the fact that we had Father's Day first. <laughs> surely. Surely. They were, meanwhile, it's like, for mothers, it's the one day a year that they, they get breakfast made for them. Oh, good Lord. Fantastic. Uh, and then they it. probably have to clean the kitchen in most Absolutely. houses. Absolutely. Uh, we're making generalizations, but that's what we're here for. We only know how we were raised, and my mom definitely cleaned the kitchen on Mother's Day. Oh, no. Uh, did, you, uh, did you wish your dad a happy Father's Day? I did. I had an obligatory oh. five-minute conversation with him. Uh, we are not terribly close and so it was a little awkward for everyone involved fun it was so fun you know what i why are we even i don't care what i do care about <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't care i don't care 
I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I've been itching to tell you, I heard um, an episode of This American Life that freaked me the fuck out because it talked about what we referred to as donkey punching. But it's a different thing. I know now. <laughs> I also listened to this, and you're right. It is way too similar to what we already talked about. It's crazy. Um, nuts. I was like, oh, my God, this is my life, because the guy is talking about it's um, Ira Glass's replacement for the day. I forgot the gentleman's name, but you can check it out yourself. It's uh, episode 677 of This American Life. Way to have that ready. I, I was ready because I was thrilled about it. It was so good. And he is in Brooklyn, where it happened to me that kids came up to him and punched him in the back of the head. It was a fucking fad. Ugh, children anyway um it, i felt justified because last time you were like what and i was like it was a thing it happened and then apparently yeah it, seven days later i heard this the story i was freaking out i can't believe that i mean it was in the same place too uh, was it a fad specifically in brooklyn was it sweeping the nation i don't know sweeping the nation i don't know maybe i heard about it on like new york one like the local whatever what kept me intrigued with this that i wanted to tell you about was that he goes on to say He's talking about this terrible experience, and it got recorded for lots of reasons. You can check out the episode. But he is just going on saying, you know what? I'm okay. It could have been much worse. It could have been, could have been awful. And I'm like, it was awful. It was terrible. And he acknowledges that as well. And it's just this defense mechanism we do. Mm-hmm. I do it. I specifically do it to like one of the worst days of my life. Uh, back to fathers. Um, <laughs> this is the father's episode. This is, <laughs> cheers to you, dad. Uh, <laughs> I have good memories too, I swear, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> so worst day of my life was um, had to do with my dad's whole drama. And I kept saying, I remember specifically being on the phone with one of my friends and being like, you know, it's fine. At least I'm, I'm old enough to be able to handle this. It would have been much worse if I was younger. It would have been this. It would have been, I'm fine because yes, things can always be worse, but like it doesn't discredit things being bad. It doesn't discredit one's own personal experience. It's not, um, it's not fair to compare a terrible experience to your imagination's worst idea of terrible. No, you're, you're right. That is, that's actually like a, a really rich vein of conversation because I, I think back to like probably the darkest period, not probably definitely the darkest period of my life. Um, shortly after I came out for the second time story for another day, uh, I, my parents cut me off and I, I remember very specifically back then I was a freshman in college and people were constantly asking me, you know, how are you coping? You know, it was, it was friends, parents of friends, professors, like everyone. Was, Everyone's you know, supporting. They, they, or, yeah. yeah. They were pouring out so much support and checking in constantly. It was like, I'm fine. You know, hmm. it, it, it could be so much worse. You know, I, I could, sure. I, I could <laughs> drop out of college or I, I could not have the support of friends and right. I can't say family. A meteor but, could hit me in the head right now. Uh, like anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, it took it, until years later when I was sitting in a therapist's office uh, for me to realize that I never, I, I never coped with those things properly. Cliff's notes, Cliff's notes version of my... <laughs> Who's Cliff? <laughs> the quick version of what happened growing up was um, I was outed once in high school. Didn't stick. Came out on my own terms my freshman year of college, and that was the last night I spent at home. I was raised incredibly conservative, going to church three times a week. Oof, uh, yeah. Very... Um, very much the town from Footloose is where I came up. <laughs> good, good uh, imagery there. That helps. <laughs> I mean, literally no dancing. I, w- I mean, that was that was a rule. I was. Which explains why you're terrible at dancing. I don't have the same anecdote, but. Uh, um, so years later, after a lot of back and forth and a lot of trying to figure each other out, some really hard conversations, my parents planned a trip out to L.A. to visit me and my then husband. 
He stole my, my vet husband. <laughs> he was Cam's on his sixth husband, everyone. <laughs> no, he was my husband at that point, is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out to LA to visit us, and as soon as they had booked tickets, I started freaking out in a way that I did not foresee. I started having almost panicky feelings, Oof. thinking like my parents have not been to my home since they moved me into my freshman dorm. What's more intimate than seeing your your bedroom where you pork? <laughs> <laughs> Have sacred marital relations. <laughs> pork. I was Gross. looking for like the religious term. I couldn't think of it. And I was like, I'll well, just go with pork. Where we know each other biblically. Um, so I started going to therapy actually because they were coming to visit and I didn't know how to deal with it. If you have the means, everyone should go. Even I, I truly believe even if you don't have a real issue to deal with, my therapist stopped taking my insurance. So I'm in the market for a new one. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, Cam. <laughs> Good luck. You're fucked. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, that's, that's end of day shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I started realizing very quickly that I never learned how to be an adult with my parents. Mm. When they cut me off, I was technically an adult. I was 19, but I still needed them to teach me how to navigate the world. I was I was brought up in a very sheltered way. Right. There's also like a there's a transition period. The parenting slows and like the friendship builds sometimes with some parents. Yes, at the very least, even if there's not a friendship, there is a mutual respect that should grow of you are now an adult. I am no longer parenting you and you make your own decisions, that kind of thing. And I just, I didn't have it. Actually something I like really value. I talk a lot of shit about my dad, but like I have very specific fond memories of like just getting a drink with him or going to a concert with him or something and just getting to experience that transition to friendship Yeah. before all the shit hit the fan. And I'm just, I'm very grateful for that. So yeah, when my parents were coming out here to visit, it was, it was full panic. Was it like the birdcage where you take all the the penises (laughs) off the wall? (laughs) It's actually, it's funny you say that. There's two things I was super stressed about in my house that they were going to come visit. First of all, we had a bar. My parents are teetotalers. They do not touch alcohol. And then there was, um, there were a couple pieces of art in our house that were, they were, they were gay in theme. Um, Like not erotic. Is that what you're saying? No, there are these two pieces here. In my office that you can see. Oh, these are so mild. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> One is a, a Banksy print of two um, British police officers. I think they call them Bobbies kissing. Uh, it's like two two men, but you can barely even tell. If they're British, then I think we have to call it snogging. <laughs> two Bobbies snogging. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the, the actual name of the print. Um, and that's the worst of the two, which is still pretty mild. And this other one, can you describe this one? It's it's a screen print of like a 1960s era hunk. It's just like, like, it's just like, like a shirtless dude. It's, it's actually a really kind of rad piece of art. Let's post them. People can take a look themselves. Yes, I'll put them on Instagram. I'll tag the artist. And and these are things that I'm, I'm proud to have in my house. I like them. I think aesthetically they're, they're pleasing. Not really offensive in any way. But... They shouldn't be offensive in any way, but they are just innately gay. And so mm. when my parents were coming into my house, that's all I could see. It was like liquor Fuck. and gay art. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, this is my like den of iniquity they're coming into. Biblical references, like uh, y'all. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I say. You know, I will give credit where credit is due. My parents are flawed humans, but in this moment they were great because I picked them up from the airport. We're on the way to the house. And I, I said, you guys, I'm, I'm pretty nervous right now. I, you know, you haven't been in my house in a long time. And there are a few things that I know might stick out like sore thumbs to you. Um, one of them is the fact that there's a bar. The other one, there's art that is, you know, pretty gay. It's not erotic. It's not offensive. It is just, it's there. And it, to me, it's all I can think about. And my mom said, Cam, we didn't come across the country to judge how you lived. We came here to see you and Peter, and that's what we're going to do. So please don't give it another thought. Wow, that's like... That's amazing. It was it, it was what I needed from her in that moment. And to have been, I mean, to go from 
kicked out or uh-huh. I mean, you, whatever, whatever the situation was, you were not really feeling welcome in that home yeah. to get to that point where she's in your home and she's like, and I'm just here to see you. Yeah. Like, and, and, and your husband. Yeah. And you know, even since, since that conversation, there have been ups and downs. It's not perfect and it's, it's still a flawed and, and sometimes hurtful relationship, but that was kind of the culmination of a ton of stress and a lot of therapy. <laughs> Uh, I'm grateful that it turned out the way that it did. We just took a little peek inside your psyche there. We haven't really gotten to... Yeah, this uh, has been Therapy Hour with Cam and Mike. your journal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we stop talking about me? I'd like to talk more about you, where I'm comfortable picking apart your life. Fantastic. All right. All right. Give me that journal. Are you ready? For some football. <laughs> oh, so much. So much. I have visceral reaction to that and that. There's like a <laughs> yeah. ESPN note. Uh-huh. My brother used to turn it on in the morning, like before school. Ew. I know. Straight people. <laughs> How dare they? In general. <laughs> Just in general. You, yeah. We uh, promised we'd get into the journal and here I am spewing off again. I know. And one more quick thing before we get started. We haven't talked about the fact that we matched again today inadvertently. Yeah. <laughs> like olive green t-shirt and gray bottoms. I'm wearing gray shorts. He's wearing gray sweats. But we are, yeah, we look like our mom dressed us like <laughs> for picture day. Cam, don't tell him I'm wearing sweat. I'm wearing a, um, I'm wearing a suit and a gray tie. And it's, um, <laughs> Ew. I don't know. I just don't want him to think I'm recording in sweats. I am. It's comfortable here. You are comfortable in my home. I, I, like I have to be comfortable in order to get intimate with. My past. I'm uncomfortable with you saying intimate behind closed doors. Can we get into the journal now? Yes. Great. Uh, we're at May 25th, 2013. Uh, just a reminder that you just finished rehearsals for your ship. Yes, sir. I'm right about done. We're about to get, we're about to fly to Nice. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. No, it's okay. Uh, first line, spent the day on Lufthansa flight. Um, you were next to some girlfriends. You watched... Django and Guilt Trip. This is the second time I watched in Django five again? months you've watched Django. That's very violent. And what's Guilt Trip? What's that? Uh, Guilt Trip was, I think, Seth Rogen and Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah. Well done. <laughs> wow. You know your trashy cinema. I don't know why that you just always came know straight it, to me. You knew Melissa McCarthy was the star of that movie last time. I don't remember what it was called. Actually, I've never seen Guilt Trip. I just remember uh, the ad campaign for it. So... Um, two people missed their connecting flight and you had to run to barely make it. Oh yeah. We were literally like, um, home alone moment, Catherine O'Hara running through the airport, <laughs> sprinting through the airport. And, uh, the two, uh, Ukrainian people there just could not be bothered to run. In fact, one was like, I'm going to the bathroom. The flight was leaving in like five minutes. We were sprinting. She stopped to pee and she missed the flight. Oh no, that's awful. Well, uh, hopefully I assume that she eventually made it. The difference between her and I, I'm so neurotic about everything. I'm like, I'll be fired if I miss it. She's like, they need me and I'll get there eventually. That's a very like, um, former Soviet Union way of thinking. (laughs) Soviet Russia. Uh, on the 26th, you spent the day in Nice. Oh, sounds nice. Um, I did it on purpose. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice is nice. Also Miami. That's a Golden Girls reference. I actually never got into Golden Girls. I know, I know, gagged, uh, gagged. I'm willing, I, I, I've seen episodes and I like them. I just like don't, I haven't binged it. Okay, we'll do it, we'll do it. Okay, I'm sorry. I just got so frustrated with you for no good reason, but Golden <laughs> Girls, oh my God. Did I lose some gay points? You lost so many gay points just then. Does it age well? Like if I watch it now, am I gonna be just- Oh, it ages so well. They're the first sitcom to tackle a lot of things like homosexuality and even AIDS. 
Wow. They were amazing. It ages so well. All those women are gay icons for a reason. Hmm. There are like 14 different versions of Golden Girls Live featuring drag queens and comedians that all over the goddamn place. Wait, do you know that one of which is like a very good friend of mine from New York and he's asked me to, I haven't been able to do it because of different commitments, but he's asked me to be in the show a bunch uh, of times. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but also you are not allowed to be if you're not a diehard fan. It is precious. You would have to binge the entire thing 14 times Oops. before you should be able to be in that show. That's fair. Although I was going to play um, Ricky Martin in their show. Oh. So it wasn't. I wouldn't have played one of the icons. Don't Ricky worry. Martin? Yeah, it's um, their gay neighbor. It's really funny. Okay. I can't explain it here, but it's great. There is a, uh, there's a show called The Golden Girls Live uh, that happens here in LA, and it's a bunch of pretty, I don't know, legit gay comedians or whatever. And what the show is, is that they do two episodes verbatim, um, just a live version with drag queens. And apparently it's great. Every time they've heard it's coming, I look it up and the the tickets are all sold out, like always sold out. Let's make the, uh, make it a point to see that. I would, I would love to. love to see that. Also, I'm going to force feed you some episodes after this. So I'm in. I'm brace in. yourself. Okay. So you spent the day in Nice. Uh-huh. Um, you walked around with Michaela. You got quiche and macarons. Macarons. Wow. Um, I feel like that's why our relationship is like so special. We like the first years of us knowing each other are just frolicking around the world. Yeah, which is the dream, right? <laughs> just hopping off of boats and seeing like the best of Europe. Uh, you napped for four or five hours. Okay, that is not how you get over jet lag. <laughs> four or five hours <laughs> in a row? That's not a nap. <laughs> nope. Then dinner by the place the hotel gave. Mm, okay. Gava. Sure. Sure, whatever. Um, cute waiter, but bad food. <laughs> Meandered some more. Did I not have sex that day? I feel like... Did I not write it? You didn't write it. Uh, I feel like I remember having sex with um, Argentina after that nap. Oh. I'm being thrilled to have my first <laughs> European sex. Oh, well, congratulations. Um, maybe I'm lying. We'll find out soon. <laughs> uh, no, the next day, moved onto the ship. Lots and lots of info. Feeling dependent. Oh, yeah. Never being so overwhelmed. Just new stuff. And uh, it was a kind of... In hindsight, it was, like, very easy to navigate. It was a pretty small ship, but I just felt, like, um, overwhelmed and, like, I needed help at all times. Dependent on whom? Um, I think I just mean, like, anyone. I say that a lot. It's, it comes up later when I'm in Japan and I couldn't speak or oh, read sure. at all. And just depended on, I need help from anyone. Like, I couldn't I couldn't just get where I needed to be. Like, they'd say, meet us for a costume fitting at 8 o'clock. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to get there. Meanwhile, it's a finite space. Wander around, you'll find it. But like, it just felt like a lot. Every time I see a cruise ship on a movie or something, like, how do you find your room on all those hallways yeah, all below decks? It looks awful. It's actually kind of tricky. Um, next day, safety training and boost drill. Okay. I have so many questions because life on a ship fascinates me because mm-hmm. you have extra duties, right? As a performer, you have to, mm-hmm. well, you you're have, in charge um, of things. The rules are different everywhere, but, uh. Everyone essentially is a crew member and has to be responsible in case the ship goes down. You're the ones leading passengers to safety. Hence you not being allowed to be drunk on the ship as an employee. Which is like hysterical that I would be in charge of getting people to safety. I'd be like, bye, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You'd be the the Uh, evil guy in Titanic. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I'm I'm on his team. (laughs) (laughs) Women and children first, except for me. Uh, You, uh, oh, it was the first day of install. Woke up late because phone changed time by two hours. Oh, uh, yeah. It, so ships are crossing timelines. All is that called timeline? Dateline? Time zones. Time zones. Zones, David. <laughs> um, and uh, so we had changed time zones, and I was not used to that as a thing yet. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's not 
uh, we're not on East Coast time anymore. Or oh, yeah. So what do you have to do? Do you have to set your alarm for the time zone you're going to be in? Uh, they're usually announced and stuff, but if I was new and getting lots of info, I'm sure I missed it, but you just got to be on top of what time zone you're in. So if your call for the next day is at 9 a.m., it's 9 a.m. local time? Yes, it's always it's always the time of whatever country you're nearest. Fascinating. Okay. That's good to know. It says stay positive. Oh, Little shit. affirmations here. Um, the next day, ran off the boat uh, for 30 minutes in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Just sprinting off the boat. Literally, it was, uh, you, it was like lots of work to do in rehearsals when you first get on, but we're in Europe and we have to spend all day on the boat just to like get all our shit done. But I had a little break and obviously I was not wasted in Europe. So I ran off with um, that atrocious lead singer we were talking about the other day. <laughs> and uh, we like down to Sangria, like oh, had no time. So Sangria with her. Yeah. Right really? There. Oh, yeah. good. Um, I... I was like, okay, what's what's Spanish? Uh, drink sangria. <laughs> just to say that you've been, or be able to say that you've been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I had a million more chances later, but I don't know. I, I was of course. itching to swallow it, to swallow it all. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. But we're just going <laughs> to leave it alone. Um, I have a hard and fast rule that um, if I am just in an airport, airport in a place, then I can't say that I've been there. So you have mm-hmm. to get out of the airport or in your case, get off the ship and like lay feet there, you know, maybe do something to lay count pipe. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get off the plane and lay pipe. <laughs> what? Um, That's have sex for anyone who's just joining us for this episode. I think about, uh, you know, I say that I've been to Japan and I have been, but I had like a 12 hour layover at Tokyo Narita once. And so I took the train out to Narita city, didn't even get all the way into Tokyo, but I spent like eight hours and, and I went on a hike and I, had sushi and um, that just barely counts. So I have been to Japan, but haven't really seen yeah. anything. You saw R's show and worked out some cabaret with Michaela. Uh, R is our was the cruise director. They had a, a cruise show as campy as you can imagine a cruise director show would be. Ooh, wait, uh, what does a cruise director? I, sorry, still ignorant. A cruise uh, director has a show. Um, on this ship, they did cruise directors just like in charge of all the entertainment. And on this particular brand of ship, they, um, they had to be a singer as well. So he did his own hour long cabaret. Ooh, it was terrible. Uh, it was terrible. I, that, made me, <laughs> that made me feel awful that someone would ha- like be a cruise director and uh, have a cabaret. Yeah, it seems very specific. Yeah, they're like celebrities on these ships. People get obsessed with the cruise director. It's weird. There's a whole like elderly subculture of <laughs> of cruise life <laughs> nothing sounds worse to me than any elderly <laughs> subculture <laughs> have you heard about this new thing it's in it's in the elderly subculture i don't think you'd get it <laughs> trying to make it cool like hipster so just people uh, old people following specific cruises around yeah okay. and like gossiping about them trading secrets it's weird that reminds me of working Swear to God, we talk way too much about theme parks on the show. Like that is, I don't. Do think, we? I don't I, think we talk that much about I, it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we don't. But I, it's because it's a something you and I have in common. But there, uh, when we used to work at a theme park as as performers, there used to be groupies, uh, <laughs> like local people that had season passes to this park that would come in and they knew cast members they had favorites they would buy vip passes so they could go to the meet and greets it yeah, was like give fake names out because they would follow you and they were psycho yeah same on cruise ships like people follow the performers i'm like what do you care this is just you know yeah i don't Ooh, know it's a lot next day <laughs> ran std twice stds <laughs> <laughs> that just says std std is an abbreviation for the show title uh it's looking good i think rehearsed <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? Rehearsed white rights. 
Oh, no, you read that wrong. <laughs> I did not. It says it right there. White right, or is it maybe white knight? Oh, yeah, it says white knights. <laughs> we rehearsed white rights. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that that looks uh, really special. White knights. What's white knights? Also, yeah. not a great name. It's not. It's like a white party. Um, everyone. Oh, um, my God. Okay, so it's a floating white party full of straight white people. <laughs> yeah, elderly straight white people. That is not what I have in mind when you right. say white party. A white party is like a pretty gay thing, right? You like, yeah. There's a white party in Miami and one in Palm Springs. Those right. are the famous ones, just, and it's where <laughs> it's like a circuit party. The cruise director who made this thing is was a gay man, so he knows. So uh-huh. obviously he was like chuckling. He's like, "Let's have a white party with these like fucking ninety year olds." <laughs> <laughs> I hold on. Rehearsed white nights. Capital. That's a mess. <laughs> It was a three-hour concert. Um, we just sang, like, all your favorite cruise ship songs. Okay, well, hilariously, cruise director said not to stress and just have fun. But the director, L from before, said ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't you dare just have fun. Yeah, it was... That's the kind of person he was. Hmm. Any any chance to make me stress out, and was, he was happy to give. What a sweetheart. He actually was a, a very... Like, truly a kind, compassionate, sweet man who I just had a very difficult time working with. Uh, the next day, the next day is May 31st. <gasps> That's my birthday. It's your B-Day. Woke up to my door being decorated by the girls. Oh, so like uh, high school where they decorate your locker, but my door on a cruise ship. Got bummed during the day as we rehearsed, but White Nights was fun, and the cast surprised me with a cake and gifts, and we drank at the crew bar. Was lovely. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is a thing I know about because you've told me about it, and a couple other friends um, that are on cruise ships have talked about crew bar. So I love there's this idea, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you're not supposed to ever get drunk on a ship, but then you have a specific bar that's just for crew where drinks are cheap and people pretty much rage, right? Yeah, uh, people, it's dangerous, a uh, dangerous direction to go. People on ships like often become alcoholics or like get really, 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 because there's nothing else to do a lot of the time. Sure, yeah. Um, and drinks are super cheap. I'm talking a buck fifty for a beer, maybe. Um, wow, uh, aren't they like cripplingly expensive for for guests? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's the only uh, cheap thing we have. Like internet is a whole different story. We pay more than the guests. It's, it's nuts. Um, but it, people do rage, um, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> what happens on a ship stays on a ship. Apparently, um, I will comment there. I said I'm bummed during the day. I feel like I am such a needy, like a little. Gemini attention seeker and I feel like we had to work like a lot of most people your birthday life continues and sure like you have to yeah. get stuff done and I was probably bummed that like I didn't have a new person wishing me a happy birthday and bringing me a beverage every six minutes um like how lovely is they, they decorated my door we like partied later so sweet uh-huh. but unless I got 24-hour attention I'm not the whole day wasn't about yeah. you <laughs> On June 1st, you ran into Gibraltar for an hour. Like bumped into Gibraltar. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Hi there, Gibraltar. That's cool that you got to go to Gibraltar. That's a yeah. spe- special place. Beautiful outside, uh, just to the grocery store and back. Opened SDTD, which is what you meant earlier when you said STD. <laughs> Fucked up audition duet and cabaret. Hope they don't send that vid to office. <laughs> Vids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it so much. I don't know why. Why do I write vid? It's so funny. Um, they nothing super important, and I was messing shit up, and I, uh, you know, I was paranoid. So like they, they take videos of all the shows, and I was like, oh god, if they're gonna send it back and report that I'm not doing perfectly, and I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> what what was this cap? What are you auditioning for? All your uh, shows no, are it, open. It's um 
uh, a part of the opening number of that show was like a fake audition. Like I wasn't, it was oh. just the show. It was understood. Yeah. Sounds like a great show. Wish I could see it. <laughs> I've got videos. Let's watch. <laughs> you have vids? <laughs> <laughs> June 2nd. Who wrote rehearsal all day? Huh? A show title. Who wrote? Okay. Mm-hmm. Understood. Then Jim, shoulders and back. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Your shoulders and back are looking nice all these years later. Shoulders and back. I'm really getting into it. Yeah, you sure were. Yeah. And you need to keep going, apparently, because you say need to keep going. Um, Michaela and awful lead singer had a conflict at <gasps> dinner at Windows, okay. it says. Let me talk about this. Okay. Um, comfy. <laughs> I'm here for the drama. So, uh, Michaela and her current husband, uh-huh. my other best friend, uh-huh. met like our first night on the ship. Actually, my birthday was when they. Oh, that's fun. Second night on the ship, whatever. Um, was that the first night they porked? <laughs> uh, you don't have to answer that. It's not my business. It's like not mine to share. But, like, I want to give all the deets. It's fine. Um, just nod or shake your head. Oh, he's just giving me a blank look. You all <laughs> let me know. All right, no, I'll ask I do, her next I, time I I'm, I'm going to have to ask permission for this, but I, yeah, they had sex like, I don't know, the second night they met. Um, but so, A, nothing wrong with that. They were attracted to each other and they had sex and like. I can't believe they waited until the second night. Right? I want to say like. They're hot young things. I'm, I uh, justify for being like, they're married now. But even if they weren't fucking married, it doesn't make a fucking difference. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny that they are married because in the story at uh, the restaurant, the lead singer and Michaela and I. We're there, and the lead singer was like very jealous of Michaela. Michaela's got a gorgeous voice, and she's beautiful and just like young, and uh-huh. it's just like easy to compare yourself, as I said before. And it got the better of her for sure. this whole contract. Uh-huh. I won't blame her for that. I get it. it happens to me. Anyway, she was being a real fucking. <laughs> <laughs> she, we're at dinner in public. We're all dressed up like the ladies are in gowns. I'm in a suit, and. She is going on and on about, she's like, oh, I can't believe you. She had sex with him like the first night. She's like, it's always, it's always your type. You people always do that. She's Ew. Like, I, knew it. I knew you would. I knew you'd be that kind of girl. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Oh my, like insane. Ew. It, I hate her now. Yes. Thank you. And this is what we dealt with the whole contract really going off and like would not stop. Michaela is crying at the table, like full tears and we're in public. And it was just like, is anyone saying anything to her? So it's, I mean, um, I know now you would because yeah. you are best friends. Well, but. there's a, there's a fourth person there too. Um, the, another girl we were hanging out with, she was not defending or saying anything. And I was like, how dare you? I, on the other hand, um, she was basically calling Michaela a slut, which uh-huh. is on so many fucking levels wrong. Like a, yeah. go through all the ways. And, um, you punch her right in the pussy. I am not a violent person. Punch you right in the dick. Choke the 23-year-old. Threaten to fist those I love. Do you punch her right in the pussy? No, instead I raised my hand <laughs> in the restaurant. I was like, me, oh, me, me. I'm a slut. I'm a slut. I was like, I've been having sex with my roommate um, for many weeks now. And, uh, <laughs> you just outed yourself at that dinner? Yeah, because I was like, um, why am I not getting like sh- slut shamed right now? And not only that, but I'm, I'm shitting where I eat. Is uh-huh. that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Shitting where I sleep. Um, and like, I don't know, I wasn't getting the same kind of judgment. Michaela and I just remember me going, oh, me, 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 I'm a slut, I'm a slut, over here. It was my birthday two days ago. Yeah, trying to <laughs> deflect it. Um, that was good of you. I, no, it was just awful of that woman. Well, it, you I, said she's way too harsh on Michaela. It's not right. That's what you write. It's not right. Uh, I don't like the, my phrasing of that because harsh makes it sound like Michaela deserved any kind of comments and she didn't. That's awful. Um, oh, terrible. Who does that? 
awful people, insecure people. Uh, next day, you were stressed out about the new material from White Nights um, and the opening of your other shows. There's a lot of show uh, acronyms in here. I'm not going to read out loud. Uh, lunch and coffee in Lisbon. Oh, my God. Portugal. Mm-hmm. After being lost on the highway. <laughs> so many times have I been wandering on the fucking highway lost. Well, you were lost uh, with... Yeah, you're you're spending a lot of time with this lead singer who is an awful human, apparently. It, it happens in all these contracts where, like, it's a big group of people always hanging out to start, like, everyone who knows each other. And then as you form specific friendships and meet new people, that kind of fizzles out and you find your own tribe. Right. Um, the next day, you you had a, a bad second run of your show and you're stressed about it. But, um, oh, and then Georgia told me I'm the first B2 who can sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Can I can I say names when people are being nice to you and keep people anonymous when they're being uh, shady as hell? I don't even know who Georgia is, so sure. (laughs) Well, great. June 5th, getting pushed around led on stage and compared in my mind to A and looked down upon. Okay, so June 5th is a bad day because we're it's a long entry and you have more to say. Michaela, um, was a very good dancer and we were partners, so I have to do a lot of stuff together. And I remember being like annoyed that she was like trying to get me to do it right. Basically, uh-huh. she was like dragging me along with her and, uh, I was like, stop it. I'm fine. <laughs> Obviously I wasn't just trying to help me get to the right spot. Uh, I feel worthless. Oh, um, you do. Or my journal says I do. You said I feel <laughs> worthless. <laughs> just uh, check in and on you. I feel worthless. God, that's very harsh. Okay, here's another person whose name starts with J. There are too many people. None that... of honestly, none of these names matter unless it's I tell you they do. Right. A lot of them are fake in there anyway. So like, okay. just say whatever. Okay. Um, so J said that she and Argentina have abs, and I have a singer's belly. Ha! Huh. <sighs> these people are not kind. That is so fucking rude. Okay, so this is another rude person whose name starts with J. I don't care for them. Does this happen to, like, are a lot of people getting so um, uh, overtly, like, criticized like this? Does this happen all the time? Like, no, this is this is bullying. This is not run-of-the-mill, like, things that happen in regular life. These are bullies. This is, like, why I feel bad about myself. And what, an entry before I said I'm worthless? Mm-hmm. No, same. This is all the same day. I'm worthless. It was a bad day. That's, I feel worthless. This said that I have a singer's belly. That is so... I remember, like, laughing about it. Argentina is, like, jacked. He's a dancer and spends all his time working out, and I'm not. And we know it's a miracle for me to get to the gym, and I'm obviously beginning... But your shoulders and back were looking so They're so, so beautiful. <laughs> obviously, I'm the, at the start of my journey. Um, but regardless, like, uh, don't comment on my fucking body. No. Like, okay, general rule to everyone out there, don't comment on people's physical appearance. You don't Especially know. as a comparison. We look yeah. great and you do not. No. That is, that's just unkindness. God. I, Couldn't, I forgot about that. That is, that like makes me upset. And then I say I'm worthless and I really swallowed all of that. Like. So much swallowing this episode. <laughs> uh, couldn't get off. This is still the same day. Couldn't get off the ship. Seeing Shervon makes me happy. What a beautiful human being. Who's Shervon? Um, he was just like an administration person on the ship, like not oh. a performer. Just uh, he's from Trinidad and Tobago, and just so 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 sweet, thankless job, and like constantly tired and working hard, and still always takes time to just be the sweetest human and offer a compliment and a smile. He was that, lovely. That's really special. Yeah. Also, you obviously needed it that day. Obviously. Thanks, Shervon. Shout out to him. June 6th, 
Denzari install. Then your second white knight. Wait, pause. I, just want, I need everyone to know that every single time Cam has mentioned the word Denzari <laughs> in this podcast, he does a flourish with his hand and like uh, is, pictures himself a flamingo dancer. It's the <laughs> stupidest name. Um, you were moody in the morning. You got over it. Crew bar after. Uh, it looks like you chatted with a bunch of people. And then... Some people told you to look out for other people. I'm going to let you look at these names. Yes, that is uh, two friends we had met on the ship. Uh, the employees are constantly rotating on a cruise ship. Everyone has like different length contracts, comes at different times. So they knew a couple people who were coming back, and they were gay. <laughs> they were basically like, we got some gays coming for you if you want. <laughs> oh, so look out for them in a good way, not in a way like no, watch yeah, out like, for this person. We're like, ooh, look who's coming. Um, okay. Don't forget, I told you that we are on a ship of elderly straight white people. So, like, sure. this was a, a a rare gem to have some gays coming. Uh, do Do you get along with these people? Can I ask? Yeah, yep, okay. get along with both of them. Uh, I don't. I didn't. There was nothing biblically uh, knowing. Nothing biblical about either of them. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, nothing happened. But they were both lovely guys. Good, good, good. Uh, June seventh. You had a day at sea. Oh, I have questions about that, but let's get through this real quick. You teched Danzare. Uh, <laughs> Every time the flourish. <laughs> played crew bingo. Played crew raffle. I belong on a cruise ship. I like If they played Jeopardy, it'd be my heaven. Like, I love bingo. I love it. Like, that was my question because, so a day at sea, what do you do? Do you just you work watch out? TV, you play you work crew out, games? Okay. You play bingo. You okay. Like, um... God, I would be in such good shape if I were on a ship. Yeah, it's I have done three full-length cruise contracts, and each time I come back um, looking the best I ever have. Okay. And then it goes away real quickly when I <laughs> join normal life again. Uh, you look great. Thanks. Um, I, don't, I don't have a singer's belly. I mean, I do, but fuck you. <laughs> you do not have a singer's oh. belly. Sorry, it took me a minute to remember what you're saying, even though that was five minutes ago. The fuck you was not to you. It was to that no, character no. from the book. <laughs> Okay, hold on, though. I need to read the sentence as I, I think it's written, and you can tell me if it's wrong. Played crew raffle and upon a pedicure? Probably won a pedicure. I think I won a pedicure. Oh, you won a pedicure. That definitely looks like chicken scratch. Um, So, wait, you can just win services at Crew Bingo? Yeah. Uh, so did you play bingo every time they had it? Yeah, and it was free. They just were giving shit away. It was great. Uh, sometimes they would auction off a suite, so you'd go to like one of the guests' beautiful suites with grand pianos and whatever, or you'd win like for a, like a night. Yeah. Oh, that's um, fun. But go on. <laughs> I said go on because Cam raised his hand. <laughs> Hold on. There are guest suites with pianos on ships. Oh yeah. What? Like full bars. Tell me everything. Pianos. I love luxury porn. <laughs> luxury porn. That's about it. You know, balconies, big rooms, like like a like, full bar and a piano. Like the captain's room is a is like an apartment. <gasps> it's a full apartment. They'll have a bedroom, a living room, a kitchen, um, a bar, that kind of stuff. And I mean, no, pretty much just the captain gets that, and any guest who can pay that amount of money. Based on movies, I just expect, like, uh, captains are always below deck at a small writing table with uh, things, you know, tied down and occasionally falling off the walls as they scribble in, like, ship logs all night long. (laughs) No. A captain (laughs) on a cruise ship is like the fucking queen. Like, it is mostly ceremonial. They do know what they're doing. They go through a lot of school and training. But when they get to that position, it is fucking cushy. They're there to be like, hello, I'm the captain, and shake hands and, like, Take her to see Mr. Murdoch. Yeah, it's a cruise ship, so they're, yeah. they're, they're like figurehead, and someone else is doing all the hard work. Wow. Uh, just, we're going to pause really quick because I apply to be a crew captain school person. Trainee? Words are great. <laughs> <laughs> Words are tough. You'd love a sailor's uniform and a swab in the deck with a bunch of burly boys. 
there's a poop deck joke in there somewhere. <laughs> get, your, get your deck swabbed. Yep. All right. Have you ever had your decks literally swabbed for like STD tests? They literally stick a swab up your deck. <laughs> Stop saying deck. Oh, dick? No, deck. I, talking- I was saying deck like, like butthole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, when we were talking before about whenever my doctor needs to stick something up there, he's good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, that includes, you know, the occasional cotton swab hmm. for testing purposes, not for fun. <laughs> Cotton swab doesn't sound fun for anyone. No, it's always a little dry. I'll get like, I can feel it. Uh, Better that than, do you know that um, before they could do urine tests, and this is like very recently, I may be speaking out of, I'm definitely like speaking out of turn here because I'm not an expert. Yeah, you didn't raise your hand. (laughs) But people used to, just until very recently, I never had it happen, but like for chlamydia and gonorrhea tests, they would stick a cotton swab up your urethra. Uh, Yeah, I have had it happen to me. Ah! Oh, only oh, oh <laughs> my my genitalia is like retracting. There's a there's a term for it in when it's done for sexual pleasure. It's called sounding. Sounding, that's it. Um, Don't but know no, why I do that. I know why you know that. You fucking filthy whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, the shame! I just. <laughs> I mean, I stand by it. You're a filthy whore. <laughs> um, so rude. I've never been sounded. But it, I, haven't... I know about it because it really squicks me out. Ooh, yeah, there's like a like gross out porn with it. Um, I haven't been sounded either, but I have had a cotton swab up my urethra. Um, uh, 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 no, 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 Swab no, my no, dick. No. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ow. Um, but now they can do that with a pee test. So get tested. It doesn't always hurt. <laughs> I don't want people... Great PSA. Seriously, though, like, I, I think that people... I mean, I would have absolutely avoided getting tested often if that's the way that it always... Yeah, and was actually, done. it was the first time I ever got tested that happened, and I think that's probably right about when they stopped doing it. Um, also so. right about when you got scared of having sex You know what, that is a thing I forgot how paranoid I was about all kinds of STDs It was like so ingrained in me as a child Which is great, sex ed, fantastic, I should know about them But like, were you as paranoid? Because you had a much freer sex life in your youth than I had in mine No, I was not nearly as paranoid You and I have talked about your I mean, we used to talk about it a lot Because you were cripplingly paranoid like you didn't want to have sex you were scared to have sex yeah. at some point um i never i have i have i have turned down sex because i was like no this is this is the one where i it's get a something high, high risk behavior right um no i never had that um that same fear i was terrified of hiv um coming up through uh you know i was i was born in the in the 80s and so like i you know i, I missed that as a gay man is what i'm trying to say like the actual epidemic and panic and, and really understanding all it was but it was it was just terrifying thing that no one really talked about. And Did you so, learn about it growing up? Uh, I, I didn't learn about it, uh, it from an educational standpoint. I knew it existed and just it was something to be scared of was really all I knew. And also, like, I wasn't ever really taught anything about safe sex. And, um, I mean, the way that <laughs> we're not getting into this right now, but the way that I learned to have sex and when I first started becoming, as they say, sexually active, even though I hate that term, um, I, I was never, like, safe sex was never a thing that, you know, was at the top of my priority list. Nice. Um, I, I learned quickly, you know, through, like, uh, when, when I became an, <laughs> well, when I became an adult and started educating myself, I was hanging out at, like, a gay coffee shop in Indianapolis for a long time um, before I could go to gay bars. And I feel like just that kind of young queer community really taught me a ton about the, oh, the importance of that. that. Yeah. And so the thing that was the scariest to me was never the sex, it was the testing. I would go, but it would be a thing that I would think about for forever in my mind, and I would be so freaked out to get those results. 
Yeah, um, for sure. And it was, I mean, now in the age of prep and general, like more sexual wokeness, if you will, like it, it feels so much less intimidating. Can I but tell Jesus, you? Jesus at that time. Prep and information have eased my anxiety on that front so, 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 so much. I'm on prep now. I don't have much more sex, but I feel much better about it when I do. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone get on prep. Um, it's my, it's my opinion. Yeah. My take. We know more, we know better. You know, the whole U equals you like knowledge is fucking power. I, I completely I, agree. And that is, I feel like religion is my church. You know, I grew up as we talked about earlier. So, so religious, but uh, I say religion is your church. Sorry. Science is my religion. Oh. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Religion to, is my church. I tried to digest it. I was like, okay, religion <laughs> is his church. <laughs> nope. I wasn't being uh, deep. I was being dumb. Are you getting closer to God too? <laughs> Uh, science is, is it takes the place of religion for me. And uh, I, I get so much comfort in just knowledge and educating myself about things. Uh, and yes, uh, sexual health is, is one of those things that's like top of the list. Like the more, you know, the better you can enjoy yourself because yeah. you're not scared of what the, you know, of what could be or what, what could be happening. It's, it's amazing. Should clarify said you equals you undetectable equals untransmittable. Yes. Um, which is the, yeah, for anyone on, uh, consistent treatment with HIV that if your viral load is undetectable, meaning you have that you've treated the virus and the viral load is so low in your bloodstream that it's undetectable by regular lab tests. Uh, it has been proven that someone that has an undetectable viral load who is HIV positive can not transfer the virus. People still like transmit don't. the virus. Sorry. It's very hard to get that information to people's heads. It's hard for people to mm-hmm. swallow. And as that I is, continue to say <laughs> that is not an endorsement of unprotected or you know sex. No, either. take care of yourself, but also like in, it needs to be an endorsement of erasing some of this fucking stigma. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Wow, diatribes. Let's get back into the journal. We can just like find a place to uh, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of safe sex, wrap it up. I get uh, it. Condoms. <laughs> God, I tickle myself. Um, okay. <laughs> so on June 8th, you spent the day in St. Malo. I don't know where that is. Neither do I. Uh, we'll look it up. So beautiful. Loved the enclosed city. I don't Still I don't nothing? Know. Um, Hold yes. On. We're, we're going to take a quick... Oh, go ahead. Um, why don't you look it up while I tell everyone, and then you can um, correct whatever mistakes I make. I'll do that. I think St. Malo is a city in um, France... And I remember there's like a giant wall that you can walk the top of. Yes, I think I bought a suit there maybe. You did. It's the very next thing. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in St. Malo. Yeah, it's a, it's a city in France. You're totally right. Bought a silver suit at Jums, Julie's, I don't Jules. know. Jules. Okay. For 200 euro, $267. Thank you for the conversion. Financial journal. Uh, is this the same silver suit that I know? That, didn't you wear that to my wedding? That I wore to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> you look super handsome in that suit. I'm glad you still have Thank it. Thank you. You had a delicious crepe slash pan au chocolat. Mm. Danzare opening. That's so French. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so French-Canadian. Please read that last line for me because I have no idea what it says. Sail pianist? Sail pianist. Sail soft Paris. Sol pancha. <laughs> June 9th. Finally. Danzare opening. <laughs> he says it like he's Isma from Emperor's New Groove. Oh my god, I love it so much. That stupid name. You went well. You had fun. You, <laughs> you messed up a box step. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> on 
<laughs> on June 11th. Argentina's being so cold to me because I attempted his accent. <laughs> Some things never change, you dick. Oh my god, was it last episode? I don't know, recently yeah, when was. I was trying it. That's amazing. I think that's where we need to end it. Uh, <laughs> I'm a dick. Uh, so something to note, uh, when you have friends that maybe English is their second language, mm-hmm. disparaging their accent isn't mm-hmm. their favorite thing. Honestly, that is something I learned. All right, Mike, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, if people want to follow us, where can they find us online? Uh, we are on social media at MBF. J podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we also are on Gmail. If you want to send us a note asking about, you know, whatever the fuck we were talking about or have a comment or question or whatever, it's my best friend's journal at gmail.com. And we would love it if you would rate us on iTunes um, or anywhere where you uh, can comment on our podcast. Rate us and review us. That helps get us on the charts. We're trying to get people to listen to this so we can keep doing it because we're having a lot of fun. We are. All right. Until next time, always remember... Oh, me, me. I'm a slut. Me.